ओम वक्रतुंड महाकाय सूर्यकोटिसमप्रभ निर्विघ्न कुरमे देवसर्वेशु सर्वदा ओं श्री गणेशाय नम ओं भगवते श्री स्वामीनारायणाय नम ओं श्री लक्ष्मीनारायणाय नम ओके होल्ड ऑन लेट्स सी ओम श्री गणेशाय नम वेलकम टू डेली सत्संग श्री गणेशाय नम ओम भगवते श्री स्वामीनारायणाय नम ओम श्री लक्ष्मीनारायणाय नम ओम श्री राधाकृष्णाय नम ओम श्री उमेश ओम श्री उमेश्वराय नम ओम श्री उमापति श्री श्री महादेवाय नम ओं सर्वंगलमंगल्ये शिवे सर्वाधसाधिके शरण्यंबके गौरीनारायणी नमोस्तुते ओम श्री गुरुभ्यो नम श्री गुरुस्त्र अखंडमंगलाकार व्या चराचर तत्पम दर्शित येन तस्म श्रीगुरव नम अज्ञानतिरांदस ज्ञानाजनशलाकया चक्षुर मिलत येन तस्म श्रीगुरव नम ओं गुरब्रह्मा गुरुर्विष्णु गुरदेव महेश्वर गुरदेव परम ब्रह्म तस्म श्रीगुरव नम ओं अज्ञानतिरांद ज्ञानाजनशलाकया चक्षुर मिलत येन तस्म श्रीगुरव नम श्रीगुरुभ्यो नम Welcome to Daily Satsang. We are continuing our contemplation on the Atma. The Atma is who we are. The word Atma refers to the subject that is perceiving all phenomena. So all phenomena including our including our body, our mind, the outside world and certainly uh even actually the millions of lifetimes that have gone by that are stored in the chitta in the subconscious mind. Uh, all of that is the phenomena and that which is the numanan or that which is the observer is the atma so the atma is what we are looking at from multiple angles from multiple perspectives on a daily basis we are we have so much grace upon us to have great sages in the sanatana dharma tradition who have already done all the footwork for us the groundwork for us they have created everything for us only out of compassion only out of grace so many of them have written scriptures they have not written their name at the bottom you know there are many scriptures in the sanatana dharma tradition where the sages have not written even their name at the bottom these days we write one small article somewhere and we want to make sure that thousand people know that we wrote that and we tell friends and facebook and this and that and god knows how much is there see the difference in the consciousness so even when shankaracharya ji is writing all of this you know at the very beginning he is offering everything to everything to his guru gobindapad he's not he's not taking the credit for what he's writing this is one of the great uh teachings for all of humanity that whatever our accomplishments may be whatever they may be as tremendous as they may be and in the case of adi shankaracharya the realization of the brahman itself which is the highest accomplishment in a, from that sense there is there is no sense of any kind of ego whatsoever that is uh, th- uh that is in any which way uh active in taking credit for the accomplishment you know so i'm just trying to find the verse that we were at last time let's see i think we were at yes we were at verse number 12 last time we'll go a little bit further into this in the next one all i'm trying to say here is that the attitude the approach taken by the sages everybody they have always given the credit to those who came before they this is it's not just a matter of um humility 
but it is a guidance to the rest of humanity that our accomplishments are not because of our ego, it is because of the grace of so many who have come before us. And if we forget that, then we forget everything. We are lost at that point. Even when the sages say that, Aham Ramasmi, I am the ultimate, they're saying that they're saying that from the realized state. Adi Shankaracharya in this Vivek Chudamani again and again and again and again and again will say over and over and again, You are the Supreme Self. He says it innumerable times in Vivek Chudamani. And he's saying that to awaken the jiva that you are the Akshara Brahma, you are the infinite reality, you are beyond this maya. This is the whole point. And he's showing step by steps in a very beautiful way. But again, with bhakti bhav, with humility, with grace, with compassion, these are the important qualities. So anyway, that's some of the background. Now, as we are moving towards the Atma, what is meant by the Atma? It's not just an intellectual thing, it's a realization. It is a Svaprakasha. It is, it is a Nitya Prakasha, Divya Prakasha, Divine Light. It is a non-material, non-physical light that is the Atma. Um, those who go into deeper states of devotion, dhyana, meditation, and have given their antakarana, their mind over to God. In any tradition, when we give our mind to God, the Atma reveals itself. This is the basic idea. This is the thing. Give the antakaran to the Paramatma. That's why when we offer fruits and flowers and we offer so many things to God, we even have dedications when we write books and all that, we offer it to the Paramatma. But the thing that God doesn't have, there's only one thing that Paramatma doesn't have, that is our mind. We have, he has given that to us, but he's saying, if you want to give it to me, it's up to you. I'm not going to forcibly take it from you. <laughs> You know, Bhagwan kisi ko force nahi karte. If you want to go in that direction towards the higher, towards God, it's up to you. If you want to stay in Maya, it's up to you. If you want to be crushed again and again in in Garbhavas, it's up to you. You decide. You know, apki icha, aisi baat hai. So along those lines, what does God does not have? Bhagwan ke paas ek hi baat nahi, hamara man. Ek hi baat nahi hai. Unke paas sab kuch hai. And he's not going to take it by force. In Vachanamur, this is written, Bhagwan ki aisi ek shakti hai, jisko anyatha kartum shakti kehte. That means he can do anything. He can, he can uh, take all the maya and all the ishwaras and jivas and our mind. He can just absorb inside himself and say, that, that is just me. I am alone. I am the one. So there is that possibility also. But it doesn't happen that way. Uh, because we have free will. We, have, we, are, we are in Atma Tattva. If we want to realize God, it should be done through freedom. Isn't it so? Look at our life. Look at our life as it is. Do we not want our freedom to explore life rather than being controlled by others? Who wants to be controlled by anybody? Nobody wants to be controlled by anybody. Similarly, along those lines, Bhagwan has given us this human body, the mind, with possibilities. There is a shloka in the Bhagavatam, it, that is buddhi indriya mana pranan janana masrujat prabhu matrarthancha bhavarthancha yatmane kalpanayacha this is in Srimad Bhagavatam and that, is, that verse is referenced in the Kariyani number one Vachanamrut 
in karyani is a small village in gujarat tiny little village and amazing amazing truths were spoken by bhagwan swami narayan at that time in these tiny little villages it's, you know it's amazing you know sometimes in the smaller villages the more profound ideas were were actually spoken because you have a smaller group of people you have people who are really interested things like that so along those lines in the shrimad bhagavatam there is a beautiful verse that says that this body mind senses everything we are given there are three possible uses of that i'm going to talk about this and we'll get to the verse number 13 in just a moment here we can use it just for vishaya bhog ye jo hamara jo sharir hai you know just as a pashu jo jo pashu karte maithun aahar nidra aahar maithun nidra ye ye jo teen baat hai and then we have found ways to enhance that through our in buddhi so we can just increase vishaya bhog different kinds of vishaya vishaya bhog ka meaning kya hai panch vishaya hai theek hai na shabda sparsha rupa rasa gandha five these five vishaya this is called pancha vishaya and they are the experience through the five sense organs panch gnan indriya panch gnan indriya and the objects outside are giving us the experience of the outside world through the cranial nerves in the brain that is actually creating the picture of the outside world so that is called pancha vishaya see the terminology we should be familiar with the terminology why it is spoken that way so so we can run what most of humanity does because it is in the pashu state it is an animal we are an animal there is no question we have to accept that also we cannot we cannot reject what we are not we are an animal but we don't have to remain an animal <laughs> that's the, that's the only real difference we are an animal you know we have sexual impulses we have uh, anger we have we want to fight with others we want to all animal in fact many humans you can say we are less than animal in many ways because we hurt each other we hurt and kill each other animals don't generally kill their own species they have that much intelligence which we don't even have that not to kill each other you see so so in and an animal is not going to eat is not going to take illicit drugs animal is not going to smoke a cigarette is animal is not going to, to take anything that is unnatural is naturally is going to function in the prakriti so much to learn from the animal these people say the human being is an animal don't be an animal first learn from the animal first learn something very important from the animal how to be even an animal first learn that before anything else that is called pashu that is a glory of bhagwan shiv and, and the great goddess they are teaching us that you first be an animal because you don't even know how to be an animal learn the qualities of an animal which is what learn natural living we have used our intellect to do so many unnatural things that to enhance the experience of the vishayas that are damaging all of humanity it is not even at the animal level it is less than the animal level see this point so when we realize that we can live a natural harmonious life with nature and take what we need from nature in a natural way for our bodies through the panch vishayas now we have come to the animal level not even uh, unless we do that we're not at the animal level now from that level if we remain only there then we are a pashu but we have a human body 
we have a bigger brain. We have the ability to develop ourselves, our consciousness from within, from the animal to the dharmic level. So there are four stages here. The animal level, then there is the level of dharma. Dharma hina pashuhi saman. Without dharma, one is an animal. Dharma means what? Dharma doesn't mean religious affiliation. That is not its definition of, in the Sanskrit language. Dharma means sad acharan. Activity performed by the mind, by our body, by, our, by us. Actions performed that are in alignment with truth. That are in alignment with benefit. That is called sad acharan. Sadachar. Sadachar is dharma. So that is the next stage. The stage beyond that is bhakti. To be a bhakta. And then the stage beyond that is a mukta, is a liberated being. So when we are examining the Vivek Chudamani, the Vachanamrut, Pratyabhigna Ridayam, Bhagavad Gita, Brahma Sutra, Vyasa Sutra, Chandilya Sutra, Narad Bhakti Sutra, all of these amazing scriptures, Bhakti Rasamrut Sindhu, extraordinary texts, Ramanuj Bhashya, Sri Bhashya, when we examine all of this, this is now at the level of that bhakti and mukti. It is assumed that you have gone beyond the animal and you have and you have and you are already in the dharmic state and you are now progressing into bhakti and mukti. If if we are still having negative feelings for others, having irsha, having all kinds of family conflicts and disturbances, we are nowhere close to bhakti and mukti. We may be doing bhajan, kirtan, sadhana and other things like that. Good, do all that, continue. But we are not actually there because the foundation is not there. That is the whole point Shankaracharya also made that, you have, that this final realized knowledge comes when, you have, when, when there is so much development preparatory point that I mentioned a couple of days back. You know, so uh, this particular scripture, Vivek Chudamani, is directly at that level of mukti. It is describing the mukta state. And it does three things. So does Vachanamrut. It describes the bondage, bondage state. It describes the mukta state, the free state, the Brahmavidya state. And it describes how to reach there. The, you know, how to go from the bondage to the liberation. So these three things are described in the Gita also, Vachanamrut. Any scripture, any, any teaching by any guru at any time, including the New Testament and the Bible, and the Old Testament teachers are also there, and many commentaries afterwards. It's all about these three things. Where, what is the nature of the fall or the bondage, ignorance? What is the nature of the liberated state, the enlightened state, the, the uh, state of realization of God? And then what is the means to realize that? Three things. Keep this in mind always. Every verse is going to describe one of these three things. In every scripture. So this is, like in the Gita when Sri Krishna says, you know, when Arjuna asks, what is Tita Pragna? There's some multiple verses in chapter 2 at the very end. They're all describing the state of Tita Pragna. They're not really showing you how to go there. The how to go is hidden within that. But it's a description of the enlightened state. Then there's a description of the bondage state. You know, the calm, crude, lobe, muhammad. This is bondage. And then the process of moving beyond that is called sadhana. It is called the, it is the whole 
whole process of of moving into satsanga satsanga so that we can resonate with the enlightened state okay so along those lines we will continue now today we want to look at verse number 13 in vivek chudamani and this is again one of those those verses that should not be misunderstood adi shankaracharya ji is trying to emphasize the significance of inquiry through the guidance of those who are enlightened so that we can recognize directly who we are the guru the gurus are always teaching us only one thing that is to recognize who you are so he actually shows the relative um sadhanas that are in relation to inquiry so look at the verse here he says neither sacred baths baths nor any amount of charity nor even hundreds of pranayamas can give us the knowledge about our own self now does that mean one should not go into the holy rivers no it doesn't mean that it's good does it mean one should not give charity no of course not you give charity good things that's all satvik activity doing pranayam breathing exercises meditation exercise is it good for you yes it's good for you but just doing those things only does not bring about the realization of the atma that's the point he's making you see so what is he saying how do we realize he said the firm experience of the nature of the self so what does that mean what is the actual sanskrit let's take a look at that so he says vicharena see and then he says vicharena in what sense he says in the lines of advice hit hitakari hitakari means that which is beneficial for the devotee for the sadhaka given by the sadgurus see so hito hito kitah hito kita hito kitah this is the actual word here hito kitah in gujarati we would say hitakari that which is beneficial that is going to give the proper guidance for true development so so that guidance is needed so there's two things he's mentioning here he's saying that you must develop please develop vicharena the intellectual power that we have use it to contemplate on who am i use it to contemplate on what is god so when we contemplate on god that is bhakti when we meditate upon god that is a mental activity also that is a sadhana there is no question about this point it is called sadhan bhakti for example if i take a mala right if i take this beautiful mala and and i do a mantra maybe my guru has mantra given me a mantra i say swami narayana swami narayana this is a mantra or say lakshmi narayana lakshmi narayana or shri krishna sharanam mama shri krishna sharanam mama om namah shivaya om namah shivaya whatever mantra in the in the christian tradition they also have rosaries they also have prayers in jewish tradition they also have prayers almost i think if i'm not mistaken every religious tradition has some form of rosary including in the islamic tradition there are some sects that that use that because it is a way of harmonizing your mind with a particular thought pattern connected with god the way you conceive god 
So those are initial steps to get to that point where the mind is very stable and the conviction develops. See, the word conviction is drushtayaha, drushtaha, drushtaha, sir, arthasya nishchayaha. Nishchaya means you then become so convinced that there is the Atma, there is the Paramatma residing within the Atma. That is a conviction, the word Nishchaya. This word is used in Swaminarayan Sampradaya tremendously. It is used in, actually, it is not just Swaminarayan Sampradaya, it is used in every religious tradition. Nishchaya means conviction. Like in Christianity, those who say, who take the refuge of Jesus, they have to be convinced that Jesus is the Lord and the Savior and all. If you are not convinced, how you will take refuge at His feet? Isn't it so? Similarly, in here Shankaracharya Ji is saying, the word Nishayaha means that you are convinced that there is the Atma. There is no doubt left. There is no Saushay. See, and I want to refer to this in, in Vachanamruta also. In Garada number 12, Pratham number 12, Maharaj mentions, Buddhi has, our intellect, Buddhi has four functions. Saushay, Nishay, Smruti, Nidra. So Saushay means what? Doubt. How do we know there is any Atma? People have said this to me over the years. Sachin, you are talking about this Atma and the scriptures. It's all humbage, just enjoy this life and don't hurt anybody and that's good enough. They have nothing better to do. So, so people have said to me, all these sadhus, they should be drafted in the military. People from India have said this to me. You know, Think about this. They said they're a parasite on the society. This is what people have said to me over the years. I've heard all this thing. They're doing nothing, they're wasting time, using resources, deluding people, and it's just total nonsense. This is an opinion by so many. This is, and I don't want to make any comments about that. All, all I can tell you is simply that when Shankaracharya Ji is saying that there is the Atma, he is saying that out of his Anubhav, and he is challenging us to realize this. So all those people who are saying this is, there is no Atma and there is no this and that, why don't you have the courage to try what he's saying here and see for yourself if it is true or not. At least at the very minimum, the mind will become very harmonious, steady and purified. What's wrong with that? Forget about the Atma. If you don't want to worry about the Atma, why not, why not, why not become integrated psychologically and physically and live a beautiful life through the principles and ideas shown in Vedanta? Vedanta is not asking us to have a blind belief in the Atma. Vedanta is asking us to get to a state through contemplation, study, and reflection, and, and deeper meditation, to get to a stage of nishaya that there is such a thing as Atma, and then the journey begins. For example, somebody tells me, let's say some, a friend of mine tells me, that Sachin, if you take Highway 81 South, that will take you to Smoky Mountains. 81 to 40 to Gatlinburg. There's some exits there. If I said, there's nothing like Smoky Mountain. There's nothing like Klingman's Dome. There's nothing like this newfound gap. Where is it? Show it to me. I'm sitting in New York, Delaware. Show it to me. He said, look, I'll show you a map. I'll show you a map. Okay. I said, you made up this map. It's meaningless. If I have no faith 
that there is something actually there in the person that is showing me, how I will ever realize that? Now, there's no question. Somebody could be misguiding. They said they make something up, some fantasy land, something which is not there. But you have to look at the history. There are so many videos of Smoky Mountains. There's so much evidence there. There's so much, so much is there. Even if I see videos of it, even if somebody shows me pictures of it, maps of it, trails and everything. So I could say, you're making all this up. Even if there's testimony of thousands of people, you know, I could say, if I choose to just ignore all that, I will never experience Smoky Mountain. But if I say, no, let me have some, let me say, yes, I think, I, I believe you, there is something there. That is, isi koi shraddha kehte hai. Shraddha ka meaning kya hai? It is a belief that there is Paramatma, there is the Atma through Guru Vachan, through those who have traveled that path. And that is actually what is meant by the word Sampradaya. People think it means groupism and groups and that's not its meaning. They are based on the Vedas and they are, they are an attempt to recreate the experience or the state of realization of the original teacher. Who is also in a lineage, who is also from the, has come from time immemorial. So, Shraddha is not blind faith. Shraddha is born out of Nishaya, Arthasya Nishaya. And when Shraddha is born, Sachi Shraddha, like Mirabai, Tulsidasji. Premanand Swami, Adbhut Sant, Adbhut Bhakta Ho Gai, Narsiya Mehta. So many are there, so many. Even in the Judeo-Christian tradition, you will find great devotees. When true faith awakens, Isme ek baat hai, make reference mein deta ho, there's a kathakar, his name is Ramesh Bhai Ozai from Gujarat. And he he and, and he, has, he said one time and I remember this. Jab prema hi ananta ho gaya, Roma Roma santa ban gaya. Kiti adbhut baat hai. Ananta prem. Jab prema hi ananta ho gaya. Ananta prem. See, we have prem, but it's restricted in a boundary. Okay, we begin with that. Take that boundary and break the boundary. If we break the boundary... God is right in front of us. It's one step enlightenment. Break the boundary around which love is existing, what you consider to be love. Break it. Don't keep any boundary. That is called Prem Lakshana Bhakti Gopi Bhav. That is the pathless path, Jai Krishnamurti. That is in Vachanamurti's point of view, Bhagwan ni Murti ma lean thau, Shikshapatri, Shlok 111, Radhika ji is merged inside Sri Krishna. My God. I said, how straightforward. Why is this so hard? Why thousands of... this? okay, we're doing our sadhana to explain these things. It's all okay. It's a very straightforward. God realization is the most direct thing available for us. And that is because it is so direct, so straightforward, we, we miss that because of our 
individualized ego that is differentiating. It is preventing us from realizing that simple truth that love doesn't have any boundary. See, jab prema hi ananta ho gaya, he's describing the process that love expands, but expands, it's not, it's not simply expanding the boundary. It's okay. You know, that's what generally happens to a psychologically. They'll say, I, have, I love 20 people. Let me now love 500 people. Now let me take that 500, love 1,000 people. That's still a boundary. Even if you say, I love all of humanity, that is still a boundary. It's even beyond that. Love doesn't have any boundary. And that teaching that love doesn't have a boundary is part of what is meant by this, this word, Hito kitaha. This great sages teaches the direct truth directly to, to the human being that if you want to realize God, you, they are giving us advice. They're giving us guidance. They're trying to awaken us to that beneficial state of mind. Now, what is beneficial? I, I challenge anybody who's listening to this. Now or in the future, who knows what is the will of the Lord? I don't know. I challenge myself first. Is there a boundary? I have to look at myself. This is not such an explaining anything to anybody. This is just for, for my own development. Hamare jo jo Swaminar and Sampradaya mein jo Guru Parampara hai, ek BAPS ki Guru Parampara BAPS. Usme jo current Guruji hai, Pujya Mohan Swami ji. I have heard him say many times that when we talk, we talk only for ourselves. When we give pravachans, we are doing for ourselves. When we are teaching others, we are doing for ourselves. Kitni badi baat hai. Itne itne bade sant abhi hai. I say, bahut sant hai. Who are who realize that's why they're great. If we want to be great, if Sachin really wants to realize that thing, not because of ego, then I have to everything Sachin speaks is only for Sachin. This is just a sharing. That is by the grace of the gurus. We're just sharing. That's all. So when someone like Ramesh Bhai Oza, when he says, Maybe he made that up or maybe somebody he got it from somewhere. I don't know what the actual source of that is. I heard it many years, but I heard this about 20 years ago. And that's never, I never forgot that. It's like it went straight inside of me. <laughs> and that's what we need. We need to have this thing go straight inside. You know, just like when we have this uh, beautiful Hamjo Prasad Banate, Satyanarayan ki Katha Hoti. And we have this beautiful prasad, and we sit for the katha, puja, or sabkuj. And we have such a nice religious atmosphere. We invite some family, friends. And when we eat that prasadam, we just love it so much because of the vibration, because of the, of the krupa. Well, straight, direct, it just goes straight inside. So the, that is the prasad. The words of the great sages is prasadam adhikachati Bhagavad Gita. Prasad is what, after all? This every line in this Vivekchudamani is prasadam. Divya Prasad, Maha Divya Prasad. Ek ek line ko hum karodo dandvat pranam karenge to bhi kam hai. Itna, itni divyata hai isme. Maha divyata hai. That is the grace. That is the krupa. So to expand the mind by, see, see, the mind expands the way Shankarachari is describing this now. He is saying, he 
he is giving a direct way to open up into the infinite. Take every word of the Gurus that is beneficial. Recognize that. See, first of all, you cannot even take what, what is in the words of the Gurus on the outside, teachers on the outside, and keep them inside unless there is an aha moment. Oh, that touches me. Like the line I just showed you. Some, when I heard that, immediately there was a, wow, there was such an opening, such grace, right in the present, nothing more. It's like you don't need anything. It's just that says it all. It may say it all, but it's more than saying it all. It is being in that state. Rome, Rome, Santa Bangaya. Saduka definition hi wohe. Santka definition hi wohe. Just may Rome, Rome, meaning every pore of our being is just flowing with love, divine love. Kya baat? That is the Mukta state. That is not the Pashu state. That is not the animal state. That is not that 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 state of of divisiveness with others. It is even dharma is there. It is even beyond dharma. Dharma meaning good acts and all that. That's what Shankaracharya is saying here. This uh, sacred baths, charity work, pranayamas, and other sadhanas. It is all good things. He's not saying not to do them. But when when jnana is awakened of the Atma, when Prema is boundaryless, Bhakti, that is Sadhya Bhakti, and Jnana in, the, in its real original self, they come together, they are the same. Usme koi bhed bhav nahi hai, us wo ek hi baat hai. Infinite love and infinite re- and, and realization of the oneness with the Brahman, wo ek hi baat hai. That is where Jnana and Bhakti come together into the one realization because one who is a jnani recognizes the one paramatma everywhere and and because of the mind body complex existing the flow of pure love without direction wo gopi bhav hai that is gopi geet ras panchayat that is ras leela gopikas did not open up scriptures, had no knowledge of scriptures at all. But the way it is described, they were they already had that from past lives. They were at the very last stage. And all that, that they needed was the was the contact with the Paramatma Sri Krishna. And when they saw Sri Krishna, they could never forget Sri Krishna. In everything that they were doing, it was Krishna related. Completely, every action was within the within Krishna. Or wo prem hai. The prasang I'll tell you from the Srimad Bhagavatam. You probably know this already. If you don't know, then you'll find it interesting. A time came when Uddhavji, who is a devotee of Sri Krishna, who's who's in Uddhav as a mahan uh, atma the. He was a cousin, I think, of Sri Krishna, if I'm not mistaken, if I got the relationship right. And, and he may not be a cousin, maybe some other relative, but he was a relative of Sri Krishna. And what was the name of Uddhav Ji? He was the name of Atma. 
ये जो हम आत्मा तत्व जो कहते हैं और ही वुड सिट इन ध्यान एंड ही वुड सी द डिवाइन लाइट ये वो वो जो ब्रह्म तत्व है वो जो दिव्य प्रकाश है ही वुड सी दैट और वो बहुत ज्ञानी थे बहुत ज्ञानी थे तो श्री कृष्ण न्यू दिस श्री कृष्ण न्यू दैट उद्धव जी हैज द रियलाइजेशन ऑफ द आत्मा बट ही डजेंट नो वट इज प्योर भक्ति बिकॉज दैट्स वट हैपन्स वन यू रियलाइज द आत्मा भक्ति भक्ति कुछ रहती ही नहीं ना उसमें तो ऐसा होता हो भक्ति किसकी करनी सब एक ही एक ही चितगन ब्रह्म है किसकी भक्ति करनी तो श्री कृष्ण सेट टू हिम श्री कृष्ण हैड टू टीच हिम अ लेसन बट ही डिट टीच हिम डायरेक्टली वेरी डिफरेंट वे ही सेट ही सेट उद्धव जी यू आर सच ए ज्ञानी आप इतने ज्ञानी हो यू आर सो इनलाइट यू हैव द रियलाइजेशन ऑफ द आत्मा एंड दिस इन दैट यू नीड टू गो टू दिस टू टू वर्ड ऑज गोपीज आर बिकॉज यू नो श्री कृष्ण हैड लेफ्ट दम and then he had not gone back uh, to see them at all so he sent uddhav ji and he said they are just so emotionally distraught they're lost they don't have any gnan they're just thinking of me all the time they don't know anything actually you know you go you go and you give them some wisdom so 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 they can get the brahma vidya and then there was a letter that was written by sri krishna to the gopis that uddhav ji carried and this prasang is actually shown in the sri krishna series you may have seen this if you haven't seen you it's on youtube you'll be able to see it it's also shown in many other places so uddhav ji you know thinking that my god i am a very enlightened gnani and i am in, i am brahma gnani and i know so much i'm going to go and teach them i'm going to teach them what is brahma vidya i'm going to t- tell them that sri krishna is an enlightened sage he's he's the atma and you are the same atma and and is you just emotional nonsense you are involved in sub sub you have to get out of all that you have to come become a gnani so devji goes over there on a cart and all these hundreds of these gopis are surrounding and they realize that sri krishna has sent them sent devji with a letter they take that letter and they are so crazy about that letter because krishna has has written that words they rip the whole letter apart <laughs> the whole letter is destroyed completely uska sab chin bin ho ho jata hai and they are they are day and they are lost and devji has never seen anything like this devji is like my god what is what is this and they are so lost in krishna that uddhav ji is so touched by their devotion so intensely touched that he is given diksha by the gopis into bhakti aur un us isi ko jo ye jo kehte hain ka gyani jo purush hote hain uske paas jo bhakti nahi hogi there is a deficiency yes even in the enlightened stage aisa ho ho sakta hai kisi ki bhakti karne but no uddhav ji saw these gopikas and and the way the prasang goes radhika ji and all the other gopis in there and they and he saw sri krishna with them he, he had all these divine experiences he says what is going on what is this and then he it awoke within him what is the glory of boundaryless love this thing which i'm describing here that love without any boundary jab prem hi anant ho gaya rom rom sant ban gaya that infinite love और वो जो भक्ति है वो गोलोक में ऐसी भक्ति होती है वो दैट इज मेडिफिजिकल थिंग वी हैव टॉक अबाउट व्हाट इज गोलोक एंड ऑल दिस थिंग वी गेट टू दैट एट सम पॉइंट बट दिस इज द दिस इज द ब्यूटी उद्धव जी रियलाइज्ड दैट व्हाट इज दिस भक्ति एंड ही वाज गिवन दीक्षा दीक्षा इन द सेंस ही वाज अनोइंटेड बाय द गोपीज 
because they have gone beyond gnana. They've transgressed all the atma. They're not concerned about the atma. In Swamini Vata, Gunatitanan Swami said, Atmanu Sukt is it is akhanda, but compared to the Paramatma, it is like it is like a, it is like a it, it, you cannot compare that even actually. I don't know the exact language, I, I forgot exactly the word he used, but but the uh, Paramatma is tremendously beyond the Atma. This is the this is the Vishishtadvait and the Bhakti Sampradaya have come this way. So Uddhavji is overrun by the gopis. And he realized they don't they don't need any scriptures. They 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 are seeing the Paramatma everywhere, which is the goal of Vedanta. They're already in that. And beyond that, their emotion is so intense. And whenever whatever they're sitting, they're cooking, you could see yogasans. That they're doing automatically yogasans, they're doing automatically different things. What is what is all of this? That is called Prem Lakshana Bhakti because they are trying, because what they are doing is that they are at such a stage where anywhere they look they see Krishna, so they, to, 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 so they are trying to avoid Krishna just to do their work. What a, it's a completely opposite situation. Anything that they are doing, they are, they are seeing Krishna everywhere, so they are saying, okay, well, Krishna is here. So that they look somewhere, Krishna is there. So, so how they are to do their work? So they have to continuously avoid seeing Krishna to do their work. And when you do that, you automatically start doing yogasans. It is the most extraordinary thing. I, I, I don't think I've ever really described that before. And Uddhavji realized all of this. He said, my God, that they are, they are seeing God everywhere and everything, in the pots and in, and in, the, in the trees. And you know, even though Krishna is, uh, is somewhere else physically, they are seeing Krishna here. And when Uddhavji, Uddhavji came back to Sri Krishna, he was, he was filled with bhakti. And he prayed this is his prayer. There's a prayer in the Bhagavatam. He prayed to Bhagwan Sri Krishna that in his next life, may he be born as a small shrub, like a small, you know, like a leaves with a small shrub in the Vrindavan where the gopis are, wherever the gopis are, and may the dust of their feet fall on that shrub. That is bhakti. All right, we'll continue tomorrow.